as we close out this past theme that I've been doing on love, kind of want to bring a wider perspective to what we've been talking about and just kind of dive into some of the areas in my life and open up them entire, hopefully a string through them all and hopefully maybe even give you some questions to ask in your life going forward. So, and so today is Valentine's Day. It's that day that Hallmark created to show love for your wife, the people in your life, your kids, to for you to buy Valentine's Day. So kids at school have Valentine's Day party and exchange Valentine's and have these awkward moments of getting Valentine's from kids they don't like, kids they do like. And it has a whole bunch of other random side effects that parents jump on the bandwagon in. All of us jumped on the bandwagon too. All kids went today with three bags of Valentine's for their classroom. But I want to kind of rewind because as I've read, I don't even know how many books I've read, but one theme always comes back up, especially if you weave a faith theme into a book, and that is love. Love is this powerful idea that almost is so big that we spend no time learning about it. I mean, think about it. In school, how much time does anybody spend talking about love in a way that's not trying to date, trying to figure it out? I mean, school does nothing to talk about love whatsoever. And for good sake, I don't want my school teaching kids about love. But then also think about the opposite. How many parents don't talk about love and they only use whatever example they have within their marriage to display it, whether it be healthy or unhealthy. And that's almost always the example that kids will learn, either a healthy one or an unhealthy one. And oftentimes we don't talk to our kids about self-love. And now these are things that I do with my kids, but I know that is not common out there for kids to learn how to really like who they are, accept who they are, love who they are, and embrace who they are. And so for me, to start off this, I want to go to really the, the crux of where I first kind of had this real big moment instilled in me, and that was from my grandmother. My grandmother was my first best friend growing up. She was at the end of our driveway. I've talked about her before, and she was like a warm chocolate chip cookie that was always warm. It was always morsel, and it was always delicious, and that's kind of what love should be like. It should be something that floods you. It should be something that makes you feel good. It shouldn't be something that makes you feel like you're bad shouldn't be something that makes you feel like you need to turn something off. It should be something that enhances you and it enhances what's already there. It should never be a replacement for something, but it should always enhance who you are. And all grandmothers, for the most part, enhance who their grandkids are and they show up, they love them. And in some ways it's because of the lessons they've learned when they were raising kids that they can now then tweak and show up in a much more fun, less rules way kind of way. And my grandmother was that kind of place as well. Moving forward a little bit, in high school, my idea of love was really conflicted because I didn't date a lot in high school. I always struggled even just to get to the dances and ask them out. In some cases, I had girls ask another girl to put us together. So I had like almost no experience with this idea of presenting myself, asking someone out, and having them say yes back. And if you've been listening to the podcast, you know that early times that those girls said no, and it just created this feeling of rejection of love or the initiation of something that could be. And that forced me to prevent myself from talking to people that I didn't unwire until I was 30. And that would force me to start talking to people again and get me here talking about random things about love. These ideas really kind of solidify throughout our life. And it's this pattern of love that really shapes where we're going, who we're becoming overall. So I want to kind of pause in high school to flip from just kind of dating aspect to I had a love of computers in high school. 
when I remember in like maybe third grade, we got our first computer and I was hooked. I remember even coincidentally writing something was the first thing that, I mean, word processing was about the basic thing that a computer had way back in before Windows even got taken over. And I remember typing a story. I have no idea what it was about, but I remember just sitting down at the keyboard and writing. And that was a love that I fell in love with. I remember every computer, I was always trying to figure it out. I was always trying to fix it. And to this day, I'm still the fix it guy when it comes to computer. I love technology, I love figuring it out, and I don't like it letting it win. Going back to high school and having love of computers, I want you to pause in this thought and think about what is it that you love? Now, don't think in the context of people, but think in the context of what you love to do because there's a couple sides to this. One, that we often don't slow down enough to think, what is it I love? And a lot of men that I talk to don't really know. They don't really have anything because they've sacrificed all their hobbies for their kids and their family. But think in the times of your before you had a family. Think of the times before you just when you just had a career or a simple job before you even had a career. It was just a job to pay the bills. What did you love? Going towards the things that you love tell you a lot about who you were and what you were craving. So for me, I think even the idea of loving computers was the ability to solve problems. I loved the tool of computing. I loved how you could use it as a tool and it would organize information to make it useful. To me, that is something I still do today. It is my brain is like a Google database and I can take a problem, reorganize it and spit it out as a solution. That was from my early love of computers and it helped me understand, I think, how my brain was working and allowed me to find value in it as well. Fast forward a little bit, I found love in being a Marine. I found love in the identity of being a Marine. And that was something that allowed me to grow through that process and getting through there. Fast forward again, I got out. I found my ability to love a woman, became my wife. I found my ability to love being a dad. I stepped into those as invitations to grow as well. So think about all the different ways that love shows up in your life. So on this Valentine's Day, don't just think about how you show love to other people because that's important. And I'm not telling you to ignore the holiday or I'm not giving you permission to ignore the holiday. So I get a bunch of hate mail from your wife when saying, Ben told me not to do this. So I'm not, that's not what I'm saying. What I am saying is dive into all the different areas of love and just think about in the context of where would you attach love to? Because when you say, I love blank, that is a very powerful question. And in that question, is a huge bucket of your personality, your desires, and also tying back to how you fill your cup. We've talked it a lot where you can't also give to a family when your cup is empty. So think about those loves and how they showed up. But then also, as we talked about a few weeks ago, the relationship with love is also a powerful story. So the word love is intertwined in almost everyone's life in ways that we never really apply consciousness to, and they just run subconsciously. And those subconscious thoughts govern most of our life. So I want you to take this day, Valentine's Day, to figure out how love has showed up in your life, find out how maybe you could bring more of it back to fill your cup, to think about maybe what you want to let go or rekindle in many ways. Because like computers, I still dive into computers. I still talk to people. I still help people when they have a computer problem. Those are things that I still regularly do. For example, one that I don't regularly do, but I have a desire to get back to is woodworking. I love woodworking. Did it before we had kids and never really found the time to reprioritize it since. But I feel like 2020, 2022 is definitely the year where that might happen because I have a friend who also is woodworking. And sometimes you just need a friend to do something with to get it rekindled back into going. So 
Think about all the ways that love shows up. Think about when you say the sentence, I love blank or I love when I do this. Fill those blanks in. This conversation will help you grow. It will help you bring illuminating why you do certain things or even I'll throw one other side effect in there. I love sugar. Well, why do you love sugar? Well, it helps you feel a certain way. Why do you need to feel a certain way? There are so many rabbit holes that you can go down with this question of I feel love when blank. That is all I have for you today on this theme of love. Wrapping it up, we'll be back to your regular scratch. We'll be back to your regular scheduled randomness tomorrow, and I'll talk to you guys again then.